0: Hello oh, and welcome to the Animated Experience Network. I'm your host Derek Blaze and you are joining us for our first special episode of Hilda. Hilda's a great TV show on Netflix and it features this girl named Hilda as she adventures throughout her world and uh, encounters all these different creatures and um, you know different people and it's a really interesting experience and it's very graphically sound. And we're going to talk about that. If you missed it, you can go back and check out our preview episode of Hilda before you listen to this episode if you want to. Because our preview episode kind of goes over the characters you're going to meet. It kind of goes over the world a little bit more. And it gives you a good um, starter to kind of get into this world and get into the show before you actually enter episode one with us. Because we aren't going to spoil the show today, but we are going to spoil what happens in episode one, beat by beat, in some of our segments. But, of course, I can't do this alone, so... I do have a guest with me today, my co-host for this podcast. Welcome back, Elizabeth. How are you? Hello,
1: Derek. I am doing very well. How are you?
0: I'm doing good, thank you. And I'm excited to talk some Hilda. You know, I, I re-watched it, and uh, going back through episode one was amazing. I, um, I really love the world. Like, the world is so colorful, so energetic, and just it, it's nice to see this world. It feels like relaxing to sit in this I world.
1: absolutely love it, although I will say I'm very grateful that I do not have to look at a 500-page contract written in point... <laughs> Oh, for font. Uh, (laughs) I don't even think they make a magnifying glass strong enough for me to be able to read those contracts. But yes, um, it was a great episode, and uh, I'm excited for us to to pour through it and to, to really explore this world
0: and I can confirm too that uh, Elizabeth's contract to appear today was not 500 pages no, no, so and I it was agree.
1: not in .04 <laughs> font so that's excellent I, I appreciate exactly. it I appreciate uh, um, readable font it's, that's good
0: and she's able to see me today without signing the contract yeah. so like we're, we're doing so it's, much better it's so.
1: fantastic <laughs>
0: <laughs> see we we operate a lot better than these elves this show yeah, yeah. So. Uh,
1: well you know um i do come from a, a bureaucratic um background so i'm actually quite familiar and um with with all of the uh, very tedious processes that these elves are uh adhering to it's amazing
0: no i agree i, I mean like they have so much paperwork for like everything and you know, this is just episode one, but throughout the series, we see that, like, literally every, like, action they take, it, there's paperwork involved. So. I would
1: call them litigious elves. <laughs>
0: that is true. <laughs> and, you know, if you want to break a contract, there's a certain way you can break a yep. contract, which we'll get into later yep. in the show, which is actually cool. <laughs> but why don't we start getting into our segments? Uh, segment one for each show on this network is always, what's the theme of the episode? And... We just kind of, you know, briefly stop down and say what we think the theme is. So for me, the theme today was persistence. Uh, in this episode, I think this episode is about persistence because no matter the odds or how many times Hilda is told that's out of one L for another's hands, she doesn't give up and she keeps a positive attitude about fighting for her home. Because in this episode, like a bunch of different elves all tell her, oh, it's out of my hands. We, we can't, we can't, you know, stop this. We can't stop, you know, uh, getting you evicted from your house. We can't stop this. And Hilda's like, okay, can I talk to the next person then? Can I talk to the next one? So for me, this is really about persistence and Hilda's drive to um, get done what she needs to get done.
1: Oh, I like that. And I agree. It, it, definitely persistence is required. And um, without her persistence and perseverance, um, who knows what's going to happen, right? Um, well, actually we do know they leave. <laughs> they have, they would have to leave. But for me, the um the theme I was I did a little bit different. It's <laughs> eminent domain and old world versus new world. Um, so what we're seeing here is, uh, to me, it, I saw this kind of as a version of you know when a world goes from being um uh, agricultural based to industrialized based, and you move on to all sorts of things. The government or the people take over land to um, you know, use it for their needs. And I feel like what we're looking at here is kind of a reverse eminent domain. They're saying your house is on our property. We need you to leave. And um right. they've also got the old world, which is, you know, they show uh, at the beginning going through, you know, at the very opening, it goes showing through from the city and then taking you into the, you know, the wilderness area. So for me, I saw the theme, um, Kind of deeply as a uh, old world new world uh moving to industrialism and eminent domain
0: du <laughs> well, I guess that makes sense. I mean, you know we had two different very themes there, but I mean You know, both themes, I think, really apply. So, I think, you know, as the audience member, you can kind of choose which one works for you. If you
1: try to um, fight against eminent domain, it takes constant persistence, um, fighting it, dealing with all those legal battles. I mean, the only way to win in something like that, and if you even can, is to nonstop fight and try. Um, And so, I kind of think they're kind of the same, but just from totally different I guess that
0: makes sense, yeah. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. (laughs) Right. But anyway, yes, I, I... I love these
0: sections. This is fun. No, me too. It's definitely a lot of fun. And, you know, next we have our big section, though, which is our segment two episode recap and rundown. So this is always the meat of every episode we do in the network, and we're just going to stop down and go through, you know, beat by beat within the episode, and um honestly like I, I know you can see from my notes elizabeth there was a lot that happened in this episode, there was
1: so, so much that happened um and uh i'm excited for us to go through it but it's going to take a little bit because you know um <laughs> there was so much to see so much to learn and they experienced a lot
0: exactly but the show does start which i want to uh stop on this first it starts with an amazing intro theme and Honestly, this is one of the best intros I've seen for any animated show because it has really upbeat music that, you know, kind of uh, makes you pumped and happy to see the show. And it shows so many creatures and machines from the show that, like, it gives you kind of a preview, sort of, of, like, what this show is, what you're about to watch, and, you know, kind of the vibe of the show. So, like, I think this intro theme is one of the best themes I've it's seen. It's
1: almost like one of those um, posters that shows you all the characters from a particular universe, you know maybe they, they, they've got you know like a, every single character that's there what the whole look is that's kind of what they do they fly you over the the whole idea of what hilda is and where they are is. I, I loved it yeah it was really cool
0: yeah i agree and so i mean props to you the people that made the theme uh intro here because honestly um in my opinion this is the best theme of the shows that we're covering on the network right now. Like this, this gets number one for me if we're ranking themes. I of so, course
1: that's... barely even paid attention to it, Derek. <laughs> 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 so next time I'm going to have to pay more attention to it. I was so excited to to visually, you know, I'm I'm such a visual person um, that I just absolutely adored it. I loved the color palette. I loved, um, you that know, the sense. drawings. <laughs> I loved, uh the softness that they put in the, um, in the drawings they don't have really hard lines except for like in hair or different things but like in nature and stuff most so so much of it is rounded and soft and i just you know seeing that whole opening i just i loved i loved the artistry of it
0: no i agree it's very interesting and yeah. i definitely love the artwork yeah. for this you know I, I think the artwork for all the shows you cover on the network is actually pretty good so far and... You know, hopefully we'll keep that trend going with um future shows couple But you know, so far I think all of them have re-watched. As far
1: as I'm concerned, artwork is one of the um most enjoying or entertaining parts for me of watching animation and things such as like the Ghibli Studio and stuff. There's so much artistry and and handwork or or just different things done that I just I appreciate it all, especially ones that are done off of the comic and then they they transferred into uh, an animated show, um, and being able to maintain those styles is fantastic.
0: I agree. But, you know, kind of to get back to our recap a little bit, um, so the first actual scene we have in the show is a bird flying over a water area, and it's flying over the town of Trollberg, and this bird we actually know from future episodes is called the raven, but we don't know that now. But... Um, that's a very minor spoiler for people, because, you know, I mean, it doesn't really matter what the name of the creature is. But, you know, you'll find out more about that raven in the future episode soon. But uh, we also see another location that's going to be featured in a future episode, which is the weather station. So that's kind of a cool little thing, because when I first watched this, obviously, I didn't know what the weather station was yet. So when you're going back and rewatching it, I think it's really cool to see that, like, they put these locations and these uh, creatures in there. That are gonna apply later on in the show because when I first watched it, I was like, "Oh, that's a little building." Like, I didn't really think that had any significance, but knowing what we know in the future, it's actually cool to see the weather station episode. Yeah, long.
1: no, and that's what I meant by it's kind of like a, um, a poster with all the characters and all the important parts. Is right. because it, it really does. I mean, they they put stuff in there that isn't just for now; it's for later, and you, you exactly. and that's amazing. I love it.
0: But moving along the recap here, we come upon Hilda for the first time. She's crossing some rocks with Twig. Um, She almost drops her journal, but Twig catches it for her. Twig is her pet deer fox, which is pretty cool, honestly. Uh, Twig, you know, shout out to Twig. Twig is awesome. The best. Definitely love Twig. Love Twig. (laughs) And then Hilda um, is about to fall in the water, and she rides a water spirit um, across the rest of the way. So... Um, That is very interesting, you know, because we don't know what water spirits are yet in the show and stuff like that. But it's cool to see, you know, that she rode across one. And then basically she goes into the woods and we see even more creatures. We see a field of flying ball-like creatures. And I'm actually blanking on the name of what these creatures are right now. But if you remember, you can tell me. But they're I know wolves. it comes in the future, so I, I'm blanking on the name.
1: They're, they're wolves. Uh Woffs. They... Is go. That what they're remember called? Woffs. Woffs? Oh,
0: I call yeah. them...
1: uh. Um, yeah. to me, I wrote this as, uh, um, uh, that she's, Hilda catches Twig in her arms as she's jumping the rocks when one rises up and comes to life, uh, running up a mountain with a snow cloud above her, uh, as only as a pack of puffy, cute wolves fly across the sky. <laughs> they were so cute. So I don't know what they are, but I thought they were wolves. That's okay.
0: No, it's wasps. It's uh, W O F F S. Ah
1: that's okay
0: okay yeah because i've watched it with the captions on before i remember that name now but i just couldn't remember the name until you said like the different word i'm like oh yeah it's lost i also love that
1: way in the scene (laughs) um there's a snow cloud just following only her you know um as she's walking up and she's holding twig you know know, the snow is falling but the cloud is only over her i just thought that was very funny
0: no i agree i think it was pretty cool actually which I think one of the most interesting things like for the start of this episode is I wrote down here that we don't get our first dialogue of the episode until two minutes in and I think that just kind of shows how amazing the scenery and the setting is because we actually got a lot in those first two minutes and like. For me, I don't know about anyone else watching, but for me, I didn't even realize. Oh, it's been two minutes, and I haven't even heard a word yeah. yet. Like, because when Hilda, when Hilda finally speaks, I'm like, oh yeah, they're supposed to be talking in a show, right? Like, oh oh, yeah. damn. Like, because I I kind of like I kind of forgot that like a show is supposed to have talking usually. Like, oh yeah, like people talk in this thing. They right? were doing okay. such
1: great visual <laughs> storytelling. There was no exactly. need to use words, and uh you've got to appreciate a show that um, utilizes that truth and doesn't just shove words, 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 words into everything in exposition right. versus they just let, they show us. This is the, and in a really gentle, sweet way.
0: I agree. And I think that was really cool, actually. But Hilda then finds a peculiar rock. It's a rock that has a really pointy, uh, protrusion from it. And this is the troll's nose. And she tells Twig that this is a troll rock, and they have found a rock with a long, pointy nose. And she takes out her sketchbook. She wants to draw the rock, and we basically learn from Hilda that during the daylight, trolls are rocks, but when the sun goes down, she says they are doomed, doomed because the troll comes to life.
1: They're doomed! I loved that. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> uh, she's not going light on those terms. She's like, you know, oh, if they wake up, <laughs> yes. by the way, we're doomed. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> <course. Yeah. laughs> I
0: love that. But uh, Twig still doesn't trust her. Twig, you know, still feels a little bit uneasy. So because Hilda sees this, she's like, Alright, Twig, how about this? What we'll do instead is we'll tie a bell to the troll's nose. And then when the bell rings, we know the troll's awake. And that means we should run. So... I thought that was kind of fun. Because
1: yeah, um, I loved the idea, although they didn't just hang that. Off. They threw that bell over and it wrapped itself around <laughs> like a grappling device. <laughs> I loved how they did right. that. That was great when it went up there. I was like, "Oh, that's that." That was great. But then we, it does make sense how the show the concludes. Um, with seeing how tightly they threw that.
0: Yeah, button. no, I agree. I I think it's um. Definitely interesting how they decided to do that, and I, I think it kind of leads to some interesting um play of the episode later. So we'll, we'll get to that a little bit later. Yeah, in the, it's cap, the same but, reason
1: you don't tie a string um, too tightly around your finger or bandage it up too tightly. Exactly. That's when I threw when they she threw that up there and like and it just wrapped around like this grappling hook and stuck on. It. I was like, oh, hmm, that's interesting. And then later on, that pays
0: off. Very true. And the Troll Rock actually awakes at night, and we see a giant mouth with lots of teeth, and it chases Hilda and Twig
1: through the hey, woods. can we just point out and that she decides, after saying that she's doomed, to sit there, sketch, and fall asleep. <laughs> <laughs> that's true, that's true. They did just Well,
0: I guess, I mean, she knew the bell was yeah. there, so she had the bell yeah, as cover, I guess. it
1: gave her a sense of security that maybe she shouldn't have had.
0: <laughs> exactly. But one of the interesting things that comes next is actually that they think they can outrun the troll and um Hilda basically thinks, okay, we're safe. She stops for a moment and she sees a giant footprint and she mentions a forest giant, but she's like, that seems like a lot bigger of a footprint than a forest giant. So basically that tells us there's different types of giants in this world. There's forest giants and some other type of giant apparently.
1: Yes, I cannot wait to find out about all of them.
0: I agree and we'll find out more about some other giants soon. Um, the troll finds them again, they start running away, and Hilda and Twig find a spot to hide before running all the way back to her house. So, they run back to her house, and Hilda thinks, okay, we're safe, I'm home, this is all good, you know, everything's good, Twig, we're safe. And then they hear the bell coming out of the woods, towards her house, the troll finds her out of her house, and Hilda and Twig are like, oh crap, We're, we're probably screwed, right? But then the troll actually drops to his knees, and he has a tear in his eye, and he tries to grab at the bell, showing that he can't reach the bell. With
1: his tiny little T-Rex arms. Yes. Jesse, he put that so he couldn't even take that darn bell off his nose.
0: So, then Hilda recognizes why the troll is upset, so Hilda unties the bell from the troll's nose, and the troll, and the troll, uh, grabs her opens his mouth and Hilda's like oh crap I'm about to eat in here and the troll kind of roars a little bit and Hilda's like oh like Hilda's like scared of course but instead there's actually a little bit of a twist the troll rolls out his long tongue and at the end of his tongue is Hilda's sketchbook and uh the troll gives Hilda her sketchbook back and then basically she utters one of the most prominent lines in the series which I wrote down which is such is the life of an adventurer so that's kind of like the theme of the series sort of and um, it's really cool to hear her say that line for the first time. Too. And
1: can I just say, this troll is just so sweet. It woke up, it had this tight <laughs> bell wrapped around its nose, it went running after Hilda trying to ask her to fix it, and then on top of that he gives her back her uh, sketchbook. Um, you know, that's a, that's a, that's a positive mark on the side of trolls.
0: I agree. Yeah. And when we get to our segment three later on, um, there's actually some interesting minor differences in like how this all plays Ooh. out. So uh, I'm excited to get into that a little bit. Yeah. Awesome. Because I, I will say as a little bit of a spoiler that, um, the first comic pretty much follows the same story, but there are some interesting differences that uh, we'll get into later. Fantastic. But basically the next morning we, um, meet Hilda's mom for the first time and Hilda's mom makes her some tea. And then suddenly a very interesting character enters the home. Um, yeah, what, what, what character is this, Elizabeth?
1: Okay. So this is Woodman. Yes. And, um, he cracks me up. I, I swear to God, Woodman is. <laughs> I like a Woodman. Visual non sequitur. Every time Woodman, and he's pretty much a non sequitur, he just enters in and it's totally different, you know, and then his attitude, you know, he's just just wants to lay here, man, and you might want to, it's a little drafty in here, you want to close that door, there that I came in through and did not shut. Thank you. Yeah.
0: And I, I thought that was, like, the most rude yeah. thing of all, like, not only does he, like, you know, come in unannounced, yeah. like, just lay down wherever he wants, and then he's like, hey, it's kind of drafty here, you might closing that door? Like, you're the one that opened yeah. the
1: door. Like That pretty much epitomizes Woodman the whole way through. Um, yes. He's kind of like a... You know, like a, a no-paired beatnik, you know, from the, the fifties that kind of, the, the beatnik who would, you know, read all sorts of stuff, but kind of doesn't care about things, a little bit of nihilist, but you know, positive thinking, very interesting. I, I love the character. No,
0: I do too. It's honestly a really good character. And later on in the series, we see that even more, mm-hmm. but, um, then next we hear another knock at the door and, Basically, we're wondering hmm, who's this going to be now, and it's actually a tiny letter from what is described as as the hidden people, and Hilda kind of gets angry um, because we find out that after her mom uses the magnifying glass, it's basically an eviction notice, and, and it's um the, the six hidden people are trying to evict week. them this
1: week. So I just want yes. to point out they've received six notices <laughs> and are suddenly surprised. <laughs> that is a good yes. point. <laughs>
0: Well, and the other surprise with that too is like after six notes, Hilda finally decides to write her right. first note. Like, I mean, I would have wrote a note like sooner than that, yes. but Hilda writes a note over alone, telling them to leave her alone and basically that they're nice people, <laughs> and she sticks it outside.
1: Hey, that's what you know when fighting eminent domain. That always works. Look, I'm a good person. Don't take my home. Doesn't work. <laughs>
0: Of course it works, you know, it works so well in this episode. It
1: oh, works yeah. amazingly. <laughs>
0: but then, you know, Woodman being the character he is, he's like, Yeah, this is uh too much commotion stuff in here. Like I can't I can't focus on reading and and yeah. he just leaves. <laughs> so.
1: Again, the non sequitur, typical Woodman. <laughs> anyway.
0: So basically he barges into their house and then he's upset with them that he yeah. can't read in their house. And
1: also <laughs> look that they are completely non plus over this. There is little reaction, no real, you know, like what the heck, Woodman? Nope, total acceptance. So how long have they lived with this? You know, how long has <laughs> this, you know, Woodman been yeah you know, basically, uh, casually, carelessly, you know, entering and exiting their house and home.
0: No, it's pretty cool, actually. <laughs> and I think the mom just likes that, you know, he brings wood, yeah. basically. He's like, well, she, he brings yeah. free wood. I mean, like, I'll take the free wood, at least. So. You know,
1: she's here <laughs> by herself, all alone. He's, you know, he's well-read. Um, he knows a lot of stuff. Maybe, <laughs> yeah. maybe he's a nice companion for her when, uh, Hilda goes to bed and, the house is quiet, and she has nobody to talk to.
0: Although we do know he doesn't like to no, talk that much. so maybe not. He also so. doesn't
1: like people.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's true. But then basically Hilda and her mom, they finish their game of Dragon Panic and fall asleep in the living room. But I just want to stop and say, like, from the little bit we saw, like, Dragon Panic looks like a fun game. I want
1: to say <laughs> <it. laughs> I did not take note of it, but now I will go back and check. Yes. <laughs> Uh, and, you know, I love board games and stuff, and anything called Dragon Panic. Um, yeah, like funny. just the
0: name alone is like, ooh, Dragon yeah. Panic. That sounds interesting. Like, let, let's play some Dragon yeah, Panic. I mean, seriously.
1: <laughs> like, you know, if dragon if things that have dragons in it. I'm sold. It's the only reason I began watching Game of Thrones.
0: Hey, uh, I can hear that. You know, I love yeah. Game of Thrones too. Well, actually, so. I
1: technically I I read all the books first. I had no interest in watching the show and then when I saw how they were doing the um, dragons I was like oh yeah no they're doing they're killing this I gotta watch it But anyway sorry <laughs> that that's my non secretary
0: no that's fair I mean it's a great show you know but we're we're doing animated shows here so we can't you know. yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
1: um but I, I like how uh um when they're after they like they just fall asleep Hilda falls asleep. She fell asleep outside. Now she's falling asleep here. When Hilda falls asleep, I think it's a bad omen.
0: That's actually a good point. I mean, I didn't really think about that, but (laughs) that's something um, that kind of, you know, appears in the series, I think. (laughs) So maybe Hilda just needs to stay awake all the time, you know? We could just make this like a Nightmare on Elm Street thing where you just have to stay awake all the time.
1: Hilda's mom, Joanne, is that her name? She has enough to deal with with Hilda. We don't have to add a. I
0: didn't actually catch
1: her I think name. I it's Joanne. But... I wasn't sure, but um, uh, she has enough to deal with with Hilda being the, you know, headstrong, um, adventurous child she is. Uh, she doesn't need to add uh, and insanity to that. So. <laughs> That's true.
0: <laughs> but then, of course, in the night, uh, the hidden people start swarming into the house, and then behind the TV, one of them says. Due to your inability to hear our warnings, we should now implement your forcible eviction from the premises.
1: <laughs> and their forcible eviction is so cute. They're pushing books off of bookshelves. They slowly slid a TV off the thing and they threw down all the stuff. Like yeah. their, their form of uh, destruction and anarchy is tiny and adorable. Yes. Yeah. And
0: they like throw the like little rocks at yeah. them and stuff like bing, that. Bing, <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. It's
1: adorable. And I, I
0: so essentially there's making a mess, essentially. Yes, in yes, which system. is
1: appropriate, the weapon and tool that Hilda uses in order to fight back the foes.
0: Yeah, because basically what she does is she picks up a broom, and she's like, okay, I've had it with this. And she starts sweeping them all out of her house. They're like, oh, no. How did she
1: see them? <laughs> I mean, have you ever tried sweeping up glitter? <laughs> I just might feel like like sweeping up trolls is like glitter. Well,
0: at least glitter, you could see it. I mean, like, you can't even see them. It's like she had some good instincts I mean, where they were. say
1: so. that, but, like, three years later, you still find those tiny, like, ah! I see a glint! Oh my goodness! You know, like, there's a... (laughs) I'm just saying that it'd be pretty difficult to sweep out things you can't see, but she successfully achieves her goal.
0: She does, and that's Hilda with her persistence. That is correct. But Hilda's mom basically insists that because of the attack, they need to move to Trollberg, and... Hilda tries to, you know, put on a sad face to try and change her mom's line and be like, you know, well, I love it here. Like, we need to stay. Like, this isn't that bad at all. And her mom was like, "Yeah, um, if anything like this happens again, we're gone."
1: Yeah, they have no choice. I mean, in one way, um, you know, I could understand sticking around, but on the other side, you know, as an adult, a mom, uh, which I'm not. I mean, the mom part, the adult part is questioning. but, um uh i can imagine she's sitting here going well i have these tiny little invaders coming into my house and wreaking havoc on top of everything else so i have to clean up every night no way i don't know what's going to happen it's like little poltergeist i'm sorry hilda but if, it, if you can't resolve this we gotta go and i get it i'm on the mom's side purely for cleanup time yeah no,
0: I- i get it but i feel bad for Hilda. though. Yeah. she loves her area and she loves you know yeah. where she's from so uh, and
1: but, now i relate to Hilda i mean that, uh, i at a very similar age about what was it uh, 11 or 12 moved from a rural home in the middle of nowhere with a uh, forest uh, you know cornfield and a river um to an apartment complex you know in um, in the middle of a town and it was uh, it was horrible it was horrible <laughs> But um, you know, her mom's gotta make those hard choices, especially when you're being invaded.
0: No, that but makes sense. I and agree with
1: Hilda's next step, which is what?
0: Uh well basically she wants to make sure that she can um save their home. so she figures, okay, let me write another letter and I'll ask the hidden people what we can do to fix the problem, that way they can say. So that's what she does. They basically both go to bed and one of the hidden people um presumably reads the note re-enters the home and finds Hilda in her room. And then basically uh, that little uh, hidden person wakes Hilda up and explains that there's a lot of paperwork involved for her to be able to see them because it's taken very seriously in their culture. Yes,
1: so seriously that he actually took the time to already sign it for her.
0: Yes, exactly.
1: I loved that, and I would be very thankful for it because if you saw that tiny piece of paper, I don't think there's any way I'd be able to (laughs) sign my name, um, effectively. So I would be very thankful for a little elf like Alphor to, um, go ahead and sign my name. But uh, yeah, I I thought that was funny.
0: Yeah, and basically after she does sign it, we do learn the name is Alphor. So it's basically, um, these hidden people are actually elves. And we meet Alpha for the first time.
1: Yes, I love Alpha.
0: Alpha is great. Yeah. And basically Alpha's like, let me show you something. They venture outside and Hilda realizes there's hundreds of little homes right outside her house and she picks one up and shakes it, but she realizes oh, someone lives what? in there. Did she's like, think oh, uh, sorry.
1: you shake it when you've got this little elf telling you people live in
0: there? Oh, Hilda. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that right there alone, like, that that might warrant, like, potential LVC. Well, I'm not we'll giving we'll away say, any
1: spoilers. <laughs> 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 I'm not <like laughs> giving away segment spoilers, Derek. Uh,
0: I'm not doing that either, but, I mean, I'm just saying it yeah, could. Yeah, it, it we'll definitely see, gives but. her the
1: potential. Let me pitch it that way.
0: <laughs> yes.
1: <laughs>
0: but um another thing happens, too. In Twig, the deer fox actually steps on one of the houses. But Twig can't see the houses, so basically the foot goes right through and doesn't damage the house or anything. So that's also where we learn basically that if you don't sign the paperwork, then anything you step on that's like um, the elves or their culture or anything like that, it doesn't affect them. That's a very but if you sign the paperwork, it would affect for them. For the
1: elves, let me just say that because yes. they're tiny and the people are big. And as soon as somebody has a, has signed the contract, they have the full capability of destroying your town simply by laying down and rolling over.
0: That's actually true. They could just lay down, roll over, yeah. and like destroy it's all those towns. This It's a very dangerous
1: contract for them. uh I would keep everybody out, out. I would not let anybody know if I lived in an invisible uh <laughs> town. <laughs> That's that true. The only way anybody could see it is if the side of this.
0: But then Hilda explains to Alfer that she's lived there all her life with no issues, and Alfer says, "Well, that might be true, but." Basically, the new prime minister promised to get rid of you and her mom as soon as he got elected. So Alper says that he can arrange a meeting with her and the mayor of the town to see what they can do about the prime minister because they can't go directly to the prime minister. So they have to meet the mayor of
1: the town first. Um, and I would just like to say that. Um, actually, I totally forgot my point. I was reading. Um, I had something when you were saying that, but now I've forgotten it. I apologize. Uh, That's okay. Um, it had something to do with, oh well, it doesn't matter.
0: <laughs> well, if you remember it, I'm let not. me know. But, um, basically at this point, we see a huge giant is seen uh, peering through the mountains right after that. So we can presume that the footprint that Hilda saw earlier was probably a footprint of that giant. But we don't know anything else about that giant until future episodes. But that is like a little bit of a preview that they give us in this episode. And then the next morning the mayor comes out. Oh, and I know what I was gonna say. Is,
1: Timelines. She said yeah. my whole life. Okay. So Hilda said I've lived here my whole life, it hasn't been a problem. How old is Hilda? <laughs> Nine?
0: Eight? Maybe uh, I was I was gonna say about eleven okay, or twelve. 11 or could 12. Be wrong. So
1: any if we say anywhere between eight and twelve with like a four year Right. That's not a long time. We don't know how long the elves live, okay? But when she right. says, I've lived here my whole life and there hasn't been a problem. We really have no idea what that really means to us. How long do they live? What is that time span? You know, um uh, for her, it hasn't been a problem. But maybe for them, it's been, you know, 45 generations that she has, that they've lived there in her nine years or 12 years, you know. So uh, I just thought that was interesting when she said, but, you know, I've lived here my whole life and it hasn't been a problem. And I thought, well, that's interesting because you really don't know the time frame for the elves and what that means for them. So anyway, I, that was my point, and I, I apologize for forgetting it. And then...
0: No, yeah. that makes sense. That actually is a good point, so I mean, I'm glad you thought of it again.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: but um, as I was saying, basically at the meeting, the mayor comes out and is very rude to Hilda and says that she should have noticed them sooner and she should have signed the paperwork sooner. And Basically, they argue a little bit about this, and the mayor's like... Well, you know, the paperwork is readily available. You can get this paperwork all the time. Like, it, it's it's so available. And he holds, like, how would I know about the paperwork? Like, I can't even see you, people. You're invisible.
1: Now, is it the mayor that's sitting there slowly petting his cat like Dr. Evil? Yeah, yeah, yes. I love
0: that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, basically he ignores her while he's talking to her yes. cat. But, like, I... I... <coughs> Like, honestly, like, this mayor character is, like, so incredulous. Like, I mean, like, there's no way she could have known about these people. Like, come on. Like, <laughs>
1: even though you can't see us until you sign a contract.
0: Yeah, exactly. So,
1: as he slowly sets his cat. But, I loved it. I loved it.
0: <laughs> well, and as I said with the persistence piece with the theme of the episode, on, the mayor says, you know, a common line that we keep hearing uh, throughout the episode after this is that it's out of his hands and basically, um, the prime minister is the only one who can do anything about canceling her eviction, but, um, it's a common line that these L's say it, it's out of their hands. They don't even have it. Yeah,
1: I love that part. Um, well, you know, uh, it's, it's difficult when, when you have, uh, unilateral rules and, um, you know, you have to fall. It's very easy to just say, look, not my problem. This is the right. rule. You gotta go.
0: But, uh, luckily for Hilda, you know, the kitty named Angelina actually uh, finds a nice bed in her hair, and the kitty's like, oh, this is pretty cool. I, I actually like this hair. And then the mayor sees that the kitty's in her hair, and she's like, you monster! Give me my cat back! <laughs> like, as if, like, Hilda, like, purposely stole it, and Hilda's like, what? But then Hilda's like, oh, well, I could use this, though. And like, well, you could have your cat back if you tell me where the Prime Minister is, or else your cat could just lay in my hair for the
1: rest of her life. Like, Yes, and this this storyline um is continued in other episodes. And I like the fact that he is, you know, so incredulous. Although I one of the things I was gonna say earlier and I again forgot as we were going on, is that with uh you know, they say that ignorance of the law is not an excuse, and that's one of the things they're using here. You know, Hilda may have been ignorant of them and of the law, but unfortunately that does not give her a way out from their rules. And, uh, that's kind of what they're saying. Like, oh, sorry. Just cause, just you didn't know about it doesn't mean you get to, to not be punished for it. Um, which is a very difficult, uh, thing to fight. Um, but I love the kid, the cat. I love that it gets stuck in. I love that he's more concerned about the cat than anything
0: else. Yeah. I mean, it's apparently a silky and purebred or yeah. something like that. And he's like, so we like, you know, and, uh, it's pregnant that's as my. well. So. Yes, it is. Uh, <laughs> But um basically after this Hilda takes off straight away to meet the Prime Minister because she's told that uh the Prime Minister lives behind the Pajor which is like a big waterfall and we see a lot more houses along the way. And then um Hilda suddenly gets tackled by a rabbit and she's like, Oh, this is a really cute rabbit, this is nice And then is like, Oh, this is not nice, this is actually the Prime Minister's Calvary and then over the hill we see a ton of rabbits like start coming down the hill, all being ridden by elves.
1: I think people in Australia really get fearful when they see this. You know, the 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 rabbit invasion um that Australia deals with. I loved that so much. Um and as we did our review of Keepo and the Age of the Wonder Beast, I think it's funny that in both first episodes we have Big Rabbit Seeds. It's great. That's yeah.
0: true. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Maybe they, you know, uh talked to each other when they made yeah. their episodes. So they like, oh, let, let's both have rabbits. <laughs> <laughs> which they attack hilda they throw um, little rocks at her basically and she's like ow ow it's like hurts. like it's not anything doing like super damage to her but like she's like ouch <laughs> but basically um all the elves and their rabbits retreat pretty fast because twig steps in and all he does is just growl and they're all like ah <laughs> and they all run away <laughs> uh, that's
1: uh, twig i love you you're
0: the best. So Twig saves the day.
1: We need to get Twig a cake.
0: Um, yeah, that'd be kind of cool. Twig. So with the uh Prime Minister's cavalry basically defeated by one growl from Twig. It's pretty bad cavalry if you get defeated by one growl. Well, they yeah, are tiny,
1: hey. tiny elves. <laughs> and they are using rabbits. So...
0: That is true, yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: but Hilda and Twig and Alpha move on and they go behind the waterfall and uh they find the Prime Minister's place and you know, basically they peer through I the window that. and they're having a strategy meeting and about like the next attack on Hilda and she just like uh hello and they're like Ah <laughs> I love the tiny
1: little mansion. They're sitting yes. there in
0: their quorum, you know
1: talking with a little oh that was so cute
0: yeah it's kind of funny too because they're all screaming and then she's like i just want to talk oh, they're like oh yeah. well, in that case let's just sit down
1: <laughs> you know the elves are very quickly move on you know um they yeah, exactly. react a lot but they're also you know reasonably fast to cool down
0: very true and we learned from the prime minister that basically part of his election platform was that he would get rid of Hilda and her mom for good. And that's basically um what got him elected. So he's basically saying that, you know, I'd love to help you, but, like, this is what got me elected, so I kind of have Everybody to do it. Everybody wants now.
1: you gone.
0: Sorry, girl. Yeah, and what are some of the things that he says are the problems they have with her and her mom? Uh,
1: I cannot remember. Let me see if I have it in my notes. What do you, what do you
0: got here? Well, he explains that their lights are too bright. <laughs> They're they're too loud, and they keep babies up, and they always step on their houses. So that's, like, the main problem. Uh,
1: their, their lights being too bright. You know what? These are legitimate complaints. Have you had a neighbor yeah. with lights that are so bright that they just, you know, pierce into your house, or they have those, you know, um, outdoor, you know, big spotlights? Oh, my God. So, yeah. It's good. Yeah, and.
0: I mean, especially when the neighbors step in my house. I always get mad about yeah, that.
1: Yeah, when thing. I have so a I phantom foot constantly walking through my house. Yeah, exactly. Uh, which does no damage, but does upset me and my equilibrium. Yeah, I'm unhappy about it. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And essentially, Hilda's like, okay, well, we can turn our lights down. We can, um, you know, be a little quieter and, you know, I can get my mom to sign the paperwork that we don't step on your houses. And they're like, she's like, see, it's all good. We We can take care of this. And Then the Prime Minister kind of um echoes the same thing and he's like, It's out of my hands and I don't even have hands. (laughs)
1: Because
0: because you are sworn enemies of the king, so this has been going on for years and basically you're sworn enemies of the king, so I can't really help you.
1: I just love how it's you know, like so sorry, too bad. Too bad, so sad. Sorry, Hilda.
0: Pretty much, yeah. yeah.
1: It's it's pure democracy at work. No, I'm sorry. Bureaucracy.
0: (laughs) Exactly. <laughs> so then Hilda goes off a little bit and she starts to cry a little bit until Twig licks her face and uh, kind of cheers her up a little. And it's nice, you know, that Twig kind of noticed she was sad and helped her out. So that was nice. Um, and then basically she asks Alpha if he'd be able to take her to the king, kind of expecting that he'd say no. But um, Alpha kind of feels bad, I think, and he's like, "Okay." He pauses for a moment. He's like, "I'll do it," but it's a tough journey. And we're gonna have to leave the day after tomorrow because they have to get ready for it.
1: I think uh, Hilda has enchanted Alfer.
0: Maybe, yeah. I mean, Alpha's kind of like her little buddy yeah. now. And basically, you know, the episode ends with him saying that it's actually closer to home than she might think. So that's kind of I like a little uh, teaser for the next yeah. episode. Yeah,
1: he's, um, Alpha is great and, um, he really took her, like, he has, he has to like her. He has to like who she is and want to help her because, he is going very far out of his way to help the monster living in the room.
0: I agree and you know that's kind of our uh, recap of episode 1 like episode 1 was a lot of uh, stuff happening but i think it was a very cool introduction to this it world
1: fan- it was really fantastic even though i'm overusing the word um and it was uh very informative um they didn't waste a single second even if there was no dialogue
0: And, um, I was really happy with this first episode. So was I. But that's kind of our recap. So we'll move on to segment three, which segment three is always the special segment of every, uh, show you're going to find on this network. And segment three of our Hilda podcast is actually called The Pages of Hilda. And this is where we kind of go over what, um, is maybe different about the comics. So what I did uh, for this episode is I looked at the first comic, which is titled Hilda and the Troll. And uh, for this comic, I kind of went through it and looked at some of the differences. And we're going to talk about those a little bit. Um, or some of the things that are in the comic that, you know, are uh, interesting kind of things. And the first thing I notice is right on the first page. I don't know if you can see it when I'm showing
1: you, Elizabeth,
0: but. Right on the first page, there's a very nice map, and it shows all the locations that are, like, important to the show and stuff. It shows the Woodman's House, the Great Forest, Hilda's House, Troll Rock, the Wilderness, the Rock Pool, the Old Bridge, Trollberg, the Blue Forest, the Woods, and the Ruins. Which, that last one, um, I was kind of interested in that, maybe? I don't know if you could see it there, the Ruins, yeah. but, um... Actually, I'm curious what that is, because as of the end of season one, I don't even know what the ruins are yet. So I'm curious, what is the ruins? Are we going to find out what the ruins is at some point?
1: Um, I don't know. I'm trying to remember. I've already watched season two, but uh, luckily I can't provide spoilers because I don't remember that detail.
0: Well, maybe we'll find out eventually, but we'll see. But um I didn't go beat by beat, but then I I did make a note that like there's a very beautiful drawing of the house and things like that. So like there's really beautiful drawings in general in this book and um I definitely enjoyed a lot of those. But one of the curious differences is actually Hilda is drawn a little bit differently in uh the comic, and I thought that was uh like a lot of her clothing looks the same, but I would say the biggest difference is like her facial features. I'm moving so. in. I don't know if you could see oh, that there, but
1: wow.
0: Yeah, so her facial features are definitely a lot. So not uh, different. just so, so her
1: face is drawn almost completely differently. Um, the structure of it. Yeah, I the agree. The nose, the eyes. Um, they keep the hair and the rest of it, but her face is absolutely right. altered. Yeah, that's crazy.
0: Yeah, it's it's interesting. Like, but it still kind of has like it's still fully recognizable. Well, but um, she's she's definitely drawn differently. I though.
1: think that the, her face. In that, in that comic doesn't necessarily match the same detail they put in everything else. And it also looks a little bit like a, um, Hey Arnold, uh, kind of look, maybe, or something where, you know, it just doesn't quite match the rest of the animation style. Like looking, you know, I could see how they had to change it just because it, it didn't, it didn't maybe look human enough, or it looked more like the troll, you know, um, designs. It was very, it's a very simple design versus now our more complex face.
0: interesting well, that makes oh, sense. I yeah, I, I think it's just cool to see the difference, yeah. at least because I mean, you know, I think the show they might have had to um, model after the actress a little bit more too, potentially. So that could make sense a little bit, but um, which we haven't. Discussed one of the interesting yet. things, though, is. Disgustful. the
1: actress that plays that voices Hilda. I absolutely adore her. um but we can get yeah, into uh, that Bella Ramsey. That. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we can get into that in another episode, but um she is uh, the the voice her voice is so distinctive and she just, I, I really don't know if Hilda would be as good as it was without.
0: Which, you know, we did shout out Game of Thrones earlier. Uh, Bella Ramsey was on yes, Game of Thrones. Yes, she so, was you know.
1: Lyanna Mormont. And uh, she was the 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 tiny queen who you know, verbally slayed all of the uh, the uh men around there. It was amazing. She was so awesome.
0: No, she but was yeah, really so, cool. Um, and she's cool in this great. too. But um, I think one of the interesting differences I noted right at the start, though, is in the comic, we actually start inside Hilda's house, where in the show, we start in the wilderness. So um, and it's also clear from the depictions from basically the first couple of pages that she's going to look for things to draw the next day such as the Troll Rock and things like that. Um, but in the show, she's already in the wilderness. So I think that's a very interesting depiction where, like, I guess for the show purposes, they decided to just cut out this part where she starts at her house and start in the wilderness instead. And I actually that? think that, yeah, I was going to say for me, I think that it's actually a good choice because for the show, Basically, you can kind of show what the wilderness right. is. Like everyone's seen a house before, yeah. but no, not everyone's seen this wilderness of this right. world. But everyone's seen a house. So, like I think it's a, a good choice and on their really part. There's really not much meat
1: to that, right? So they've got her wanting. To draw right. New exactly. Um, if if they had started out that way, I think the it, it would have been a a very different and maybe much slower episode. Uh, I agree. I, and I like the fact that, you know, you've got those details in the comics. If you want to go and find that, you can source that material. But they didn't need to put that on screen.
0: Yeah, I think it's cool. And one of the things that actually cut out of the show is, it's not that important, but um, in the comic, Hilda actually spends her first night outside of her house in a, a tent. And there's a big rainstorm, and she's saying how much she likes, um, you know, being in her tent in the rain kind of thing. And then in the morning, she utters her famous line, uh, such as the life of an adventure. So they kept that line from the comic, but I, in my opinion, they use it in a much better way in the show. Like she used the line in the show after she had an encounter with the troll and survived it. In the comic, she says the line after a rainstorm. It's like, you know, a big difference there in my opinion. <laughs> um, and I showed you a couple pictures like the tent and stuff like that. Like, you know, it's, it's a cool tent at least, but. Um so pretty much The most of the rest of the Wedding comic kind of follows along You know um What we were thinking in the show Like there's basically a small scene where She's talking to her mom and she says Okay I'm gonna go out into the wilderness and Find things to draw and her mom Basically says I'm gonna uh well draw me Something nice she's like I'm gonna draw rocks and her mom's like Oh great (laughs) Her mom's like okay well I guess guess that's Something you could do (laughs)
1: Oh. Mm. I like how I see in your notes here that um, that after being chased by trolls, she runs into the woodman's house and enters to stay safe. Yes. And that here is where the woodman actually helps Hilda realize that the bell is torturing the troll instead of the other way around. Um.
0: Yeah, which is interesting, and I thought one of the more interesting parts is in the show, we do eventually see Woodman's house, but it's not until very many episodes later. So I thought it's interesting in the first comic, we see Woodman's house. And um, in the show, we don't see Woodman's house for a while. We eventually get there, but it's not for a long time. And I think it's kind of interesting how in the comic, basically, Woodman is kind of more of a willing participant of helping Hilda early on uh in the show he gets there eventually, but in the show he's much more um standoffish at first than in the comic. In the comic he's much more helpful to her. And basically, like you said, uh he is actually the reason that Hilda realizes the Bell is torturing uh the troll. And he's basically like, Well, uh didn't you read the full book? And she's like, um no, because it's he's like he pulls out the book about trolls and he says it says right here that Basically, it's considered torture to a troll and, uh, a very mean thing to do to tie a bell to their nose because they can't reach it. And she's like, Oh, well, I didn't very read that. He's like, Well, you should probably read the whole <laughs> book.
1: Yeah. Um, what I like about this is this tells us that, uh, it, it gives us more context for Woodman actually in their relationship. And it actually explains exactly. the scene where Woodman just walks in and lays down and reads. If Hilda just runs to him and goes into his home, they are far closer than is established in the in the animated series, uh, so that's very, very exactly. And it it now explains everything Uh as to their long term interactions. Can I say that without being a spoiled? Uh,
0: no, I think it does. Yeah, and I think it's really cool actually to see that because we get a lot more context, like you said, and
1: because you know I will say Woodman was an enigma to me through the the season one. Um, why is he here, and why does he care? And while we may not ever get that answer in the comic, showing that she first ran to him to get help and he helped her just provides more of the why, uh, without real right. specifics. So I'm good with that.
0: Well, and honestly, in the comic, he's he's there like almost all and the he time. Like, seems like for a example, um, in this uh, picture <laughs> I'm showing you here, like basically. He's just laying on the floor reading while Hilda's scared because the troll has come to her house. And that's a small difference as well that I didn't put in the notes. But um essentially in the show, they're running away from the troll and the troll just basically chases them all the way back. But in the comic, basically Hilda has gotten back to her home. She's been back to her home presumably for hours based on the way the comic is like shown. And then all of a sudden the troll actually shows up at her house and she's like, She's terrified, saying, "Oh shoot! Like we're, we're all gonna die!" And like she's scared on the couch, and is just laying there on the floor reading a book. He's like, "Yeah, okay, whatever." Like,
1: <laughs> his casual carelessness is fantastic. Yes, I mean, um,
0: yes, they definitely captured him well from the comic to the show. I and think. the voice like, they is fantastic. Well. I
1: don't know who does it, but the the <laughs> bored, you know, tone of his voice just is perfect. You never, I never, he never gets animated.
0: never moves beyond just the slow pace. Very true. Which, a small detail that's different is Twig actually takes the bell off the troll's nose and not Hilda. Um, there's not really much to say on that but like it's a small little detail that's different in the comic because obviously in the show Hilda's the one that takes it off and Twig is scared. So I guess in the comic it shows that maybe Twig is a little bit more fearless than in the show.
1: I can't, I mean, tw- or, Twig is already so fearless. Uh, but yeah, right. that's awesome.
0: Yeah, it's very cool though, so. Um, and then one of the cool things is actually in the back of the book, which I showed you before we started the podcast. There's a two-page depiction of the book on trolls that is featured like in the comic and is featured in the show. And it's, like, the two-page depiction that tells, uh, trolls information. So, it talks about the petrification process. It shows, like, um, how some trolls are devious and they point their nose down as they're petrifying. That way people don't know they're a troll rock. Um, and it shows information on, like, them hating bells and why they hate bells and, like, how the sound affects them. So, it's actually very interesting. And, like, these comics really do a lot to, um, help describe the world more. So, like, I definitely would um, recommend that if anyone is interested in the show, you definitely check out the comics, too. Fantastic. Yeah, I'm
1: definitely going to be getting so I can follow along in this section in the
0: future. Yeah, it's definitely a great read. And, like, heck, I'll just show, Um, obviously the listeners can't see it, but, like, one of my favorite depictions is this full-page spread that's just literally a spread with no words, anything. But it's, like, Hilda's room with her desk mm-hmm. and everything. It's, like, beautiful. Gorgeous. It's gorgeous. Like yeah, it's gorgeous, so... Um, and I thought it was interesting, too, that, um, this is called Hilda and the Troll for the first one, and in the episode, basically, that's, like, the first half of the episode. The second half of the episode is obviously everything with the hidden people, the elves. Um, in the first comic, the elves don't appear at all. Like, the elves aren't part of the first comic, but, so, the elves actually don't appear until the second comic book, which, um, we'll get, I'll get into that, um, for episode two, and we'll kind of talk about how, a uh, comic to applies to, you know, basically the elves that we're talking about today from the show. So that'll be interesting That's for next cool
1: time. and I like it because what they did is they added um two storylines versus just one. It gives us more right. depth and um I do enjoy when they take the source material and they cut it into a structure where they can weave the storylines together. I've seen this before where they kind of Cut them and then line them up to the same and kind of tell the storylines in parallel versus in consecutive order. And, um, I'm happy they did that. I did not know it, but I think it added more depth. And if we had stuck with just the exact, you know, page, page, panel to panel, um, depiction, I think it would have been a kind of a boring episode.
0: No, I agree. And I think that the way they did it really, um, hit home for how they did the show. Like, I think the biggest uh, difference is like we talked about how in the comic where they start at the house and she just basically has a night like uh, in a tent in the rain. I think that's a very good choice that they switched that for the show because as we said early in the episode, the first two minutes of the show is just literally depicting the wilderness. And I think that's a great spot to start for the show because it really showcases the world. It showcases some of the creatures in the world. Whereas if they just started in the house and had her sleep in a tent in the rainstorm, like, I mean, that's probably going to take a lot of people out of the show pretty early because like that's not really different at all. Like that, okay. A lot of people are in houses. A lot of people live in tents. Yeah. Like, you know, like, so that's not so very different, ama- but like the world yeah, is The different. amazing
1: part about this world is, or the show and the, this universe they've created is the outside world and the everything outside of the homes, you know, um, and to take, if we took that and just kept Hilda inside a house and then inside of a tent, we would have, as the audience, lost out on the wonder and being introduced to the outside world, so um i yeah, I agree with those choices, and yeah th- th- there's really no need to show the character inside a house and inside of a tent at the you know exactly or, or maybe ever <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, and if anyone's wondering too, um you know this is the pages of Hilda. If anyone's wondering, there are actually tie-in books, which, um, I, I've shown you, like, one of those tie-in books, um, as well, but there are tie-in books to the Netflix series and things that are meant for, um, young adults, pretty much. Like, you know, there's a, a pretty big words in the pages, you know, it's not that hard of a read, like, it's about When you say big words, 170- you mean large
1: font, not multi-syllabic.
0: Yes, sorry, yes. 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 <laughs> pretty large font, yeah. Thank you for questioning that. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah like it's pretty easy read they're about like 180 pages to 200 pages each and um it's meant for anyone I think like ages 10 and above I'd say it doesn't say age limit on it but I mean it's a fairly easy read for anyone 10 and above I'd say um and basically these kind of dive more into the world as well so you might be wondering why we didn't cover that here well basically in segment three we're pretty much going to cover the comics and we will cover those uh, tie-in books, but that's probably going to be a special episode. We so we'll probably do a special episode at some point covering those uh,
1: tie-in um, the books. The tie-in books are almost all words and almost no drawings, correct? Correct. Oh, correct. correct. Yep.
0: Yeah, like there's some drawings in it, but it's yeah. few and far between. Like there's a little the bit of drawings you can hours. see here, but like it's yeah. mostly words. Exactly, yeah. So the drawings are still nice, though. But
1: Okay, well, thank you, Derek. That was great going through that.
0: Yeah, you're welcome. You know, I, I hope everyone else enjoyed it, too, because I kind of like seeing those differences. Like, you know, how does this differ from the comics? Yeah. So I think people will be interested in that if yeah, so. But segment four is our character MVP and LVP points and current rankings. So obviously, we don't have current rankings because this is episode one. But basically, this is the segment of the show where uh I will give one character an MVP point and Elizabeth will give one character an MVP point, And we'll also do the same for LVP points. And we also get one bonus, um, LVP and one bonus MVP per season. And basically this is either a plus three or a minus three to a character. And we get to use it once per season. So, um, you know, whatever episode we want for whatever criteria we want. But, um, we try to name these different for each show. So our MVP for Hilda is called the Adventure of the Week. And our LVP for Hilda is called the Troll of the Week. So, um, why don't you start, Elizabeth? You can either go with your adventurer of the week or your troll okay. of the week. I'm
1: want. gonna start with my troll of the week. Um uh and I I went back and forth on this. It really it was up between Hilda and the character I ended up choosing. And I went through the reason why. Is because um <laughs> Hilda fell asleep. Um Hilda knew that she'd be doomed if not she through the thing, you know, so a lot of the problems were caused by Hilda herself, right, um, and then, uh, but eh, that wasn't quite enough. I ended up giving it to Woodman, <laughs> and All simply right. because he's just there, we meet him, but he literally does nothing except uh leave the door open and then complain about it. And while um you know I wanted to you know I, I thought about um some other characters, you know, besides Hilda. But I really felt like when we're talking about least valuable players, the troll of the week, I felt like Woodman absolutely trolled us and Hilda their mom.
0: <laughs> no, I could see that. I mean I think he's definitely a contender, but um for me, I actually went a different direction altogether, and I didn't go with one specific character. I actually um, have my Troll of the Week as Elvish Authority Figures. <laughs> um, and basically, we see this with uh, both the Prime Minister and the Mayor, and we kind of just see this running theme that Elvish Authority Figures, they just like you know claim, all oh, it's out of my hands. Like, you know, we, you got to be evicted. Like, I can't do anything about it. I can't help you, and Um, honestly, I think, like, the unwillingness to work with Hilda by the Elvish Authority figures is kind of his poor a little bit, and the way they handle conflict by, um, just attacking her house and, you know, sending all these tiny letters when she can't even see them in the first (laughs) place, like, I think they don't handle themselves very well with how they do things, and, um, honestly, I think the Elvish Authority figures definitely deserve Troll of the Week because, Like, throughout the entire, uh, episode, especially the mayor, like, the mayor is so incredulous towards Hilda, and, like, the mayor treats her, like, absolute crap, especially, so I thought about giving it to just the mayor by himself, I'm like, eh, I I gotta give it to the Elvish Authority figures in general, because, you know, the Prime Minister's not that good either, um, we haven't met the king yet, but the king isn't that much better either at first, so, like, honestly, Elvish Authority figures as a whole, I think, deserve the troll of the
1: week. Okay, I I I like it, I will say that, um, I feel like they're the epitome of bureaucracy, of red tape. You know, they are, they're the living embodiment of red tape. And in some ways, um, I felt like, you know, we don't, I I have a feeling that the elves have been there for so much longer and that they've been dealing with all this stuff. They are just done with us humans and our big, you know, shadowy feet walking through their stuff and they're over it. And so, no, I, I agree with you. I think that's a really good, um, troll of the week pick, um, for, for the elves and the, um, the leadership. <laughs> uh, I, I, and I would, I would say that I think, um, red tape is technically the LVP on that. <laughs> i I mean maybe but
0: like yeah the the attitude and lack of compassion
1: epitomizes what you deal with with red tape i I spent 20 years calling um state offices and governmental uh things to help people with employment and different stuff and uh you know you will every now and then get the one person who is going to walk you through the secret um pathways but in general most people you talk to are like this is what you need to do. And if you didn't do it too bad, if you need help, call the line or go online, but I can't help you. Bye. Uh, so, you know, like, <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> that's what I feel like, you know, Hilda's dealing with now with all of this is, you know, lack of care, you know, caring more about just the, you know, following the bureaucratic processes and, you know, wanting to get back to petting their uh, designer cat.
0: I agree. And I-, I think that's a good segue to actually, what I picked for my adventure of the week, because I have a pretty good dichotomy in my picks, honestly. And, you know, I went with Elvis authority figures for my troll of the week. Well, my adventure of the week is actually Elf as well. Um, my adventure of the week is Alpha because I think Alpha is completely different than the rest of the troll bureaucracy. And Alpha has a, shown a willingness to actually help Hilda out. You know, Alpha didn't have to go into the house, go into her room, He didn't have to prepare the paperwork to let her see him. He didn't have to try and help her and explain the situation to her. You know, like, none of these other elves wanted to explain the situation. None of the other elves wanted to let them see her. None of the other elves brought her to the mayor and let her see the mayor. None of the other elves went with her to go visit the prime minister. Like, Alpha went above and beyond to actually try and help her solve the situation because Alpha wanted peace as well. So, like, I think for me, like, Alpha was hands down like a great choice for adventure of the week. Like I think Alpha really. Deserves well,
1: I concur because thr- <laughs> Alpha is mine as well, and awesome for so. very very similar reasons. Um, but I'm gonna just go back to the um explaining that I spent 20 years working through bureaucracy, and when you find that one angel who is going to help you and walk you through. They're literally I've sent flowers to people. Like, you don't know how long I've been dealing with this and to finally have somebody fix it. Oh my god, or to tell me that it's a secret, you know, door is or what little button I have to push or right. what word I have to say that triggers something. Those individuals are the heroes of the everyday worker. <laughs> and definitely, I feel definitely. like Alvar epitomizes that. Um, and like I said, you know, Hilda is so lucky that Alfred likes her and that he's willing to go against all of the processes that are within, um, the, uh, elves, you know, culture to just walk her through and help right. her. And, you know, she's so lucky because when you find that angel. So I 100% agree with you. Um, you know, if it wasn't for Alfred, Hilda and her mom would be, you know, carrying their bags into Trollville right now.
0: Exactly. Yeah, I mean, especially at the end too, when he even agrees to take her to the king. Like, I mean, that's like the king of his like entire culture, and he's like, "Okay, I'll yeah. take it there." It's like, wow, like that—that's pretty. Impressive, I just, so. I, you know,
1: I would love to know um, why Alfred <laughs> likes Hilda so much, and I hope we, I hope we explore more into this relationship in the future.
0: I agree, and. Honestly, like I didn't really think of anyone else for the MVP. No. Like did you think of anyone else like I considered? No. Yeah, like because I don't really think there's any other consideration no. anywhere. Like I think if I had to pick someone else that like would be the closest, I probably would say Twig would probably hey, be the I was
1: gonna one. say that suit yeah. was floating in my head, but I, at the yeah. same time, only because Twig is adorable.
0: <laughs> well I, I think also twig like defended her with the rabbits and stuff like that too so i, I think yeah. you could like try and stretch a case like but it, it, it'd be yeah. a stretch i think but i think you could try yeah. and stretch. And the it, only so. reason why
1: they're at the point they are is because of alpha right now exactly yeah. i agree yeah. we are in agreement right. <laughs> which yeah. is
0: awesome so, basically, that puts Alpha at a plus two, it puts Elvish Authority figures at a negative one, and it puts Woodman at a negative yes. one. And I'll just remind everyone that we do get bonuses we can use uh once per season. So, we both get a bonus MVP and a bonus LVP. Um I'm not using either one of mine today. I'm assuming you're not either. No, no, no. Yeah, episode one's too early for that, I think. So yeah, so. yeah. So I'll I'll, I'll save mine if for later. If we did it
1: on episode one, we're doing it the wrong way.
0: I, I agree. Yeah. I'd be like, oh, well, Alfred, Alfred, you got a plus five already, Alfred. Damn. Like,
1: <laughs> Especially when it's universally agreed upon, that's the worst time to use. Exactly. Um, okay.
0: I agree, but segment five is our episode ratings and rankings. Obviously, there's no rankings yet because it's episode one, but. Uh, for ratings, um, if you watch the or if you listen to the Kipo podcast, um, my rating here is a little bit different than that one. I won't spoil if it's higher or lower, but it's pretty close, but a little bit different. Um, my rating here, I gave this an 8.9 for this episode. So 8.9, I think, was a good score for me because I think this episode has a lot of great visuals. It has a lot of great adventure in it, and I think it tells a great story. And honestly, um, I almost thought about ranking a little bit higher, but I know some of the episodes to come later on. And I try to think about how I want to do my episode ratings, um, for the season and kind of the series. And I thought, well, I think I'm going to like some of the other episodes more later on. So I want to give room to give those episodes more weight. Because I think this episode was a great episode. I can't really find a lot of fault with it. But at the same time, I know there's episodes that I enjoy more than this episode. So I don't want to, you know, give this one, oh, it's a 9.5. And then, like, the episode I like a lot more is, like, you know, what, it's like a 0.5 higher. It's 10 or something. Like, I wanted to give room to have, you know, those episodes that really shine for me to let them shine a little bit more. So that's why I decided to go with 8.9 here. But it's still a solid episode all around. Well, you
1: know, Derek, we're going to be looking at in the future a time when I text you and say, can I give a 15? Is that, is that okay? Does that work within our ratings? Because I, you know, I love everything. And, um, you know, right. you know as we've discussed, this will be one of the harder parts for me, um, is giving a rating <laughs> me because right. I am effusively loving of most stuff. <laughs> you know, if I like it, I really like it, but, um, I gave nine out of ten floating puffy. I said wolves, but it's apparently wolves. Um, uh, I think that this.
0: So we're actually only differing by point one. Oh, yeah. Like that's pretty pretty good. We're pretty close though, yeah.
1: Um, but I feel like you know, like you were saying, this episode really establishes the world, what we're looking at, um, gives us all sorts of um views on the different, you know when they flew over, we got to see all sorts of the different parts. We got to meet the trolls. We got to meet the woodman. Um, uh, we got to learn about Hilda and establish kind of the rules of this universe. And I felt like they did a great job of painting for us, um, what her particular situation or strife is. Um, you know, what she, who her team is, you know, who the people around her are for right now. And, um, I think they did a great job of keeping it active and keeping my attention. I gave it a, a nine. And like I said, in the future, I will be trying to give 11s and 15s. <laughs>
0: I mean, 11s and 15s are pretty high, but you know, we, we can't really do those, but,
1: um, I'll have to figure out some kind of, um, uh, system in which to give, you know, plus and minuses throughout the episodes so that I can try to come up with a better way to rank, but, um, Besides just my feelings, uh, cause my feelings are always gonna be extremely happy and, you know. Let's give everything a 10. <laughs>
0: I mean, I don't think everything deserves a 10, but I, I definitely, um, you know, I think some of these episodes really will be yeah. tens for me. And that's why I, like I said, I wanted to give some room. No, I think, so, I'm absolutely, I, um, I, I think it makes sense. I'm
1: sure I'm going to have lower rated ones, but these first episodes of these series that are really good have just been phenomenal. I mean, it's just the products that we're getting, the, the creativity, the time they're putting into it, the storyline, everything that we're getting with this content is really great. So it's hard for me to give low ratings because on top of everything else, I'm so thankful that we have it and that we're getting this kind of content. And for those of us who love animation and love this type of storytelling, I mean, we're we're in boom time right now.
0: No, I agree. I I think a lot of this stuff is really, really great. And like, that's why, you know, the shows that we chose to launch the network with, like that's why we chose these shows because like, I'm sure you can say that, you know, we went through a painstaking process to choose the four shows that we did. Like we went through a lot of shows. and um,
1: painstaking for you know, the rest of you guys? But I've already completed Netflix, <laughs> so
0: <laughs> that's true. Yeah,
1: I just oh right, right, right. And I I literally just rewatched a couple that's first true. episodes, and I was like, oh right, right, okay, okay. Um, but I mean, yeah, there, about eighty-five percent of the shows that were on the list I had fully watched. There was a bunch, you know, that are like. When I was in my 20s and I was going out at night and, uh, you know, uh, working in the morning throughout the day, there's no way I was going to watch some of those things. But um, for the rest of them, I got it nailed.
0: <laughs> Very true.
1: <laughs> all right.
0: No, but I mean, you know, y- yourself, myself, John, and um, our own hidden person of the podcast uh, went through like all these shows at the start yeah. of it, you know, and um, yeah, maybe uh that'll be a uh, a hint or a spoiler, we can have some feature date later on because there was a hidden person behind the podcast that is, uh, not anymore. So, you know, that'll be a little teaser for you guys to hear something. Yeah. Later sometime
1: on. we'll do behind the podcast episode.
0: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but that does bring us to, uh, segment six, which is our show closing. This is basically where we have Twitter links, announcements, anything like that. So if we have any like big announcements or anything. You know, this is where we would announce like, um, oh, we're doing a special podcast on, like, you know, the the books of Hilda or something like that. So um, if we're doing something like that, we'll let you know that we can get feedback in. But um, you can reach us at HildaXP on Twitter. That's capital H for Hilda and then a capital X and then a lowercase p. If you want to reach the network Twitter, it's going to be at AnimatedXP. So that's a uh, capital A and then a capital X for uh, XP at the end and a lowercase p. If you want to reach me personally on Twitter, you can reach me at Derek Blaze, or you can find me at Blaze Experience. And we will have a show email as well that is not ready yet, but um, look out for that probably by episode two. Or maybe after you hear this, it might be in the show notes after you hear this, look out for that as well. But um, we definitely love to hear your feedback, especially those episode ratings, because um, what we didn't mention with those ratings is that for the third rating to do an average so far... We are going to have our third member of the show, uh, John. He's going to give his rating until we get some of your ratings as an audience. Once we get your ratings as an audience, then basically we'll use all the audience ratings combined as the third rating.
1: And as you can but, see... But uh,
0: how can people find you? Well,
1: as you can see from my rating abilities, we definitely need that third um, data point. So please start providing exactly. them yes. so that you can temper <laughs> my over-enthusiasm, okay? Okay.
0: Um Yeah, you know, if if you thought episode one was like a uh two point yep. six, like let and us know. Like you <laughs> know what we think. Absolutely.
1: Thing? I want to hear why. And I won't argue <laughs> <Definitely>. everything.
0: <No. laughs> just a little uh, bit of most
1: it. Most things, not everything. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, I right. can be found um on Twitter at at dot wacko D-O-T-W-A-C-K-O. And I always like just pointing out that this is from the Animaniacs. Um not just to explain the one, but so that anybody that is interested in watching the Animaniacs should check them out. <laughs> <laughs>
0: no, I think that's good. And, I, you know, maybe at some point in the network. We'll I was do just going to say, but, say.
1: it, you know, unfortunately, Animaniacs didn't fit our profile, in which it's, you know, each each episode is insular. um, They go through all sorts of characters. so It, it didn't really fit what we wanted to do. But, oh, I love right. that show. Right. Well,
0: you never know. I mean, maybe in the future. Hey, hey so. I
1: you know me. I've pitched like movies, shows, everything. <laughs> yes. I've tried to get John like John, guess we're gonna do another and then and we ended up getting to do a podcast. So um I'm ready to talk about it all, Derek. And I can't wait for us to talk about the next episode next week.
0: I agree. It's gonna be a lot of fun and I can't wait you know, for the audience to hear it too, because um the next one is a lot of fun too. So we'll get into that. You know, we'll get into um what comic two brings us and We'll talk some more Hilda, but um we hope that you're going to enjoy that journey with us. So we will see you all for episode two. So thank you everyone for listening, and we'll see you next Bye-bye. time. Bye-bye. Bye.